Welcome back to Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. Uh, in today's episode, we are looking at divorce. Have we looked at divorce before? No. 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 I don't know why I think it might, it might be another one of our. Yeah, probably was one of our discussions. Yeah. Touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about divorce. Mm-hmm. This is Pastor Sivale. Welcome to the show. Thank Pastor. you. Thank you. Yeah. Today's uh, topic was a question sent mm-hmm. in. Um, when is divorce allowed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pastor, when is divorce allowed? Well, the simple answer of it's not. All right. So this has been coffee in the life. We are done. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wait, wait. how do we. How, how, how do we uh, Let's actually work with the presuppositions yes. of the question, yeah. right? Uh, before we get into the actual meat of the question, when is divorce allowed? Assumes that someone allows divorce. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who do you think the question is? Who do you think the questioner means when they ask when is divorce allowed? Mm-hmm. Uh, when is divorce allowed by the state? Mm-hmm. When is divorce allowed by the church? When is divorce allowed by who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, like you said, that question is stemming from someone so it could be when does the state allow people to go and divorce because remember the state is also an institution under the authority of god yeah so are there any circumstances to uh, the state looks at and say okay you guys you must go home in separate ways mm. or does the church allow divorce and if it does, what will be the circumstances? Or should I, as a person, um, uh, say, okay, look, I think based on one, two, three, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Or does God allow divorce yeah. or permit uh, divorce? Yeah. Now, this is a question that we will probably never agree on this side of eternity. Mm. Uh, because of the, the many different views. Now, as I re- try to respond, or as we try to discuss uh, that question, I always say for us to be able to appreciate the question about marriage or anything, we need to go to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, yeah. before you get to chapter 3, when everything now gets distorted. In chapter 1 and chapter 2, you see God creating a perfect environment. And God is saying, it is good, it is good, it is good. And then when he creates man, he says, very good. But in the midst of all that, there was only one thing which was not good. And it was God said, it's not good for a man to be alone. To be alone. And so God creates Adam, uh, rather Eve for Adam. And then brings Eve to Adam. And then in Genesis 2.24, says, Therefore a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two become one flesh. So that's the ideal situation. situation. That was God's intention, intention from the word go. His intention was when two people come together in marriage, it must be till death shall part them. Mm. So, all we are saying, in an ideal world, mm. it's till death shall part you. So there's no room 
for divorce. So I've said chapter one mm-hmm. and chapter two of Genesis. Now when we get to chapter three, mm-hmm. it's like that ideal world sort of disappears. Mm-hmm. And this is with the entrance of sin. And at that point where we begin to have different views on this whole aspect of marriage. And even the question of divorce comes from there. Mm-hmm. And that's why when now the, in Matthew 19, the teaching about divorce, when the, the, the Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him about the question of divorce, in Matthew 19, verse 9, the Lord Jesus Christ says, And I said to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. Mm. Now, in that, in that text, there is an implied statement that there are situations when it's allowed. Mm. He said, unless, he said, and if, and I said to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. Yeah. Now, to unpack that is, People, when they talk about divorce, it's they just a sexual sin. Mm. Now, that's not what the text says. Mm. It's a sexual immorality, mm. not sexual sin. Mm. Sexual immorality. Mm. Now, it's 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 a word that uh, uh, refers to a behavior that is sort of not accepted. Yeah. So it's not that man falls into sexual sin and say we're going our separate ways. No, it's it's a it's a it's a pattern of sexual immorality that that is sort of not normal. It comprises so many things. It could be an issue of uh, immoral, immoral sexual lifestyle, addiction to some kind of uh, uh, sexual perversiveness. I'm going to put you on the yeah. spot for the on, yeah. on this one. Yeah. Can a woman or a man? Says, yeah. Can somebody within the marriage approach you and say, uh, "My spouse is is heavily addicted to pornography," mm-hmm. uh, right? That's sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. That's a consistent pattern yes. of sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Would 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 that one count? Well, uh, to some extent, mm-hmm. yeah. But this word sexual immorality has a, it's it's a broad statement okay. it's a broad statement so it's not just like one one sort of sexual perversion like yeah. pornography yeah. it's a it's a it's a combination of it's it's gross it's gross yes. yeah <laughs> so unless yeah. you can prove that that addiction to pornography yeah. is resulting into other sexual perversiveness or gross yeah. kind of behavior it's basically debauchery yes just, there's just so much yes. chaos yes. and nonsense yeah yes so even in that statement you actually hear the lord jesus christ first in Matthew 19 he takes them back to genesis, genesis 1 and 2 yeah. and then the, the first like oh, but what about what moses said yeah. and then the lord jesus christ says except moses permitted you because of the hardness of your heart yeah but these are the conditions yeah yeah so in terms of uh, divorce, if one can prove that there is uh, sexual immorality, not sexual sin, but sexual immorality, mm-hmm. it may stand as grounds for divorce. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying may, mm-hmm. because anyone will tell you, 
who's counseling a couple. You don't go like, oh, okay, I know there is sexual immorality or divorce. Yeah. You always want to appeal to them to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And if they're Christians, you appeal to them on the forgiveness they've received from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I might take a, a while to set up this one, but um, give me a bit of rope here. <laughs> so, if I've understood you correctly, when is divorce allowed? It isn't. Okay. Um, but then there's this sexual morality, gross sexual morality. Okay. Um, it, it comes across as though divorce is not something that should be you, um, prepared for. Uh, you, you don't, you don't go into the marriage with a, with a, with a, with, with a set criteria. If he does this, 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 if, if, it's like marking a paper. Yes. Yes. Uh, there are these things. If he checks seventy-five percent of these things, mm-hmm. they are for divorce. Mm-hmm. It, it seems uh, that, that that's not what you're saying. Um, but then, um, when I'm hearing you, the thing I'm hearing is um, when is divorce allowed is similar to asking when is a car crash allowed, mm-hmm. in that you you should you shouldn't go around driving with that question in mind mm-hmm. like when is a car crash allowed yes. um, when am i going to be in an accident yes mm-hmm. it's um um it, there should be so many remedial measures prior to make sure that the car crash doesn't happen so uh am i driving safely mm-hmm. am i driving drunk am i you know uh whatever they're, they're all the, is my car okay yeah, you're doing all these checks and balances mm-hmm. to make sure you don't crush. You don't get mm-hmm. to that destination, mm-hmm. and so um, it's as though the. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around. Yeah. This divorce just seems like a very complicated, especially the way the question: When is divorce allowed? It's like we are putting together a criteria preparing for the car crash but then we are living in the real world pastor Mm. you know car crashes happen divorces happen so how does a christian live in light of the fact that divorce not only can happen Mm -hmm. but does happen Mm -hmm. how how do you 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 can't you can't just wrap yourself in a box saying no you know it it will never happen Mm -hmm. yeah so how does a christian live in light of the fact that Divorce not only can happen, but does happen. No, that's a that's a good question, and and I think I'm, I like the fact that you you've you've tapped into the fact that we live in a real world, yeah. and it is that world which is sort of devoid or de, or, or robbed of God's authority mm-hmm. that it begins to come up with all kinds of theories and criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, in as far as marriage is concerned. If we get to the Bible, God who created marriage, he gives the criteria. That's one. Mm-hmm. Then secondly, I've never, I mean, on Friday I was conducting a wedding mm-hmm. of Kavanda and Salifia. Mm-hmm. I've never come across wedding vows that says, till death shall part us under the following condition. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes those wedding vows with a permanent view in mind mm. that we'll stick to each other as 
Two days shall part us. So they are making those wedding vows with that in mind. Now the problem comes in when you get into marriage and like, oh, this is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And because the expectations were not based on the scriptures, but based on Hollywood and Hollywood and the environment that you live in. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, to use the example of a car, I mean, no one says I'm not going to buy a car because, I mean, it was just involved in an accident. Mm-hmm. You still go buying a car, you buy a car, with the view in mind that I should not be in an accident. Mm-hmm. And what do I do? I follow the manual mm-hmm. of the car. Mm-hmm. I use I, it properly. I use it properly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I follow the speed limits. Mm-hmm. I follow the guidelines given as I drive on the highway. Mm-hmm. Now granted, someone might bash me. Mm-hmm. But as it depends on me, yeah. I'll make sure I'm not involved I'm in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. So even when it comes to marriage, Anyone, even those end up divorced, divorced or being divorced, none of them will tell you, oh, when we're getting married, we knew it will happen. So we tried it anyway. They get into a marriage with the view that till death shall part them. Now, that's why when you read Matthew 19 and Luke 10, when the Lord Jesus Christ stated on divorce, the emphasis is go back to the beginning the way God wanted it to be. Mm. And then he also said, because of the fall, sin, Moses, as it were, permitted you. Mm. And remember, it's because of the fall. Mm. Just as if a car has, has a fault mm. and it's involved in an accident, you won't say the problem was with the one who manufactured the car. Mm. The car developed a fault and you did not attend to that fault. Mm. So even when you get into marriage, there will be issues that the husband and the wife may face because of their own sinfulness, their own background, and all kinds of fantasies that they do have. But when they say, let's get to what does the author of marriage says, and they begin to work out their differences in view of that, they will live together happily. Uh, let's stretch out an olive branch to yeah. those, who, those who would be detractors yeah. of what we are saying. Yeah. Um, of what you're saying. Mm. Um, someone listening to this yeah. can easily think, uh, Pastor Sival is saying stay in an abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, you go home, this guy is beating you. Um, yeah, stay in that, mm. in, in, in that marriage. Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? No. And I was going to come to that. Mm. So I wanted mm-hmm. to start from where the Bible says the principle. The principle. Yes. And also where we find the teaching on divorce. Mm. But I've also, I've also said that, you know, marriage is supposed to be an, a place where the husband and the wife are loving one another. Mm. Uh, and they, they give themselves to one another. And when you now look at the whole aspect of sexual morality, mm. it's breaking the, the whole agreement of a marriage bond. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we say it's a ground for divorce. Yeah. Added to that, others may disagree with me, but added to that, I've also added the, the issue of abandonment. First mm. Timothy 5 talks about if a man cannot provide for his family, he's worse off and he's like an unbeliever. Yeah. Worse than an unbeliever. Yeah, worse than an unbeliever. So if, okay. if you abandon your wife, that's whether physically, emotionally, 
uh, whatever sort of abandonment it is, mm-hmm. th- then there's there's no marriage there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no marriage there. Yeah. And then also talks of uh, ab- being in an abusive abusive marriage. So I've given three reasons. Yeah. Sexual morality, abandonment, which can also be argued, can also be part of sexual morality. Uh, and then in an abusive marriage. Mm. And what do I get this principle? The Ten Commandments. Mm. When you look at the way God gave us those Ten Commandments, others will say the Ten Words. After our relationship with God, then you have keep the Sabbath holy. Mm. What's the next one? Honor your father and mother. Mm. Then after that, you have the, the, you have the, the sanctity of life, then the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. Rather than, yeah, than the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. So the order is you begin with the greater to the lesser. Yeah. So you have life is more important mm-hmm. than marriage mm-hmm. if what use that order. Yeah. So you cannot say I'm staying in a marriage when my life is at risk. Mm-hmm. When God has said thou shalt not kill, mm-hmm. he places a high premium on life. Mm-hmm than on marriage or personal testimony or property. Mm-hmm. So in an abusive marriage, there is no love there. Mm-hmm. Your, your life is at risk. If we can prove beyond reasonable doubt mm-hmm. that there's abuse, whether it's a physical, emotional abuse, yeah, the person is allowed to live. But in the case where the the abuse can be proven beyond reasonable doubt, as you've said. Shouldn't that person be behind bars somewhere rather than uh, still <laughs> yeah. still in the house? Part of the counseling we do when you have a couple in such a situation, mm. you want the husband to know mm. that this physical abuse mm. is also a, a crime. Mm. It's also criminal. Mm. So you can be jailed. Mm. So you tell him, you cancel them and you tell the wife, you know, I can actually report this child to the police so that he knows yeah. that not only will this person leave you, but you can be locked up for physical abuse. Yeah. Now, the church has been accused of uh, being behind some of the deaths that happens in the home. That no, you told them to stay. No, we cancel the individuals, the two of them. Help them to reconcile where it's, it's clearly they want. The man continues in, a, in abusing the wife or the vice versa. You tell the wife that you know the law of the land gives you these rights. You can report him. Okay. Bringing it together. Yeah. This one is tough. So. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like what you're saying is the marriage is dissolved when it's no longer a marriage. So you mentioned the first one was uh, gross sexual immorality. This is someone who has broken the fidelity of marriage at, the, at a gross level. So basically, this marriage is no longer a marriage. Effectively, it's no longer a marriage. He's not behaving like it's a marriage. He's not behaving like it's a marriage, whoever the cheating one is, right? That's more. The second one was in the case of abandonment. Yeah. The chap has gone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So effectively, this is no longer a marriage, yeah. right? Um, yes, 
oh, and then the last one is physical abuse, mm. right? Or yes, basically yeah. uh, abuse, because mm. that's not loving. That's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. So it's. Are you saying that the the grounds, if at all they are grounds, they are not. Mm. But yes, if at all they are grounds, it's that the marriage is dissolved and it's no longer a marriage. Am I phrasing that correct? Yeah, exactly, because uh, a ma- when you enter into a marriage covenant, if I could use this term loosely, there are rules that govern the marriage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So once those rules are broken, yeah. then what, has, what is there? So it's like a bad example. Yeah. It's like you're playing football. And then the guy picks up the ball yes. and he starts running. Yeah. At that point, the, the football has finished. Yes. There's no football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not that. And this one is. It's not that you are. It's not that you are. Um, it's not that divorce is allowed. In the same way that it's not that you're playing. You're no longer playing football. Uh, have I got that yes. right? It's not that you that the divorce is allowed, but. That is, is, that's not marriage. Yeah. What's going on there is not... It's, it's not marriage. Yes. So as long as, as long as what's going on there is marriage, mm. and marriage by the objective standard of God, mm. you're not going anywhere. Exactly. Yes. It's your, you, you, you need to go back to till they shall pattern. Yes. Now, in an event where someone wants to bring death, mm. where death has not occurred, yeah. Yeah, then there's no marriage. So, so um, if 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 I've got a friend who's abandoned his wife, um, I should go to that friend saying, "Chief, go back to your wife," because you are married. In the same way that a referee or someone who use in the middle of a football match, you see somebody pick up the ball and he starts running, you go to him and say, "Hey, brother, yeah. put the ball down. This is football. Yeah. This isn't rugby. This isn't American football. It's football." Yeah. So soccer. Yes, mm. the the community is there to keep you. Uh, the community friends, whatever elders, whoever is in your life, is there to make sure guys abide by the rules. Yes. No one forced you to agree to these rules, play by these rules. Yes. And exactly, and that's why I began with the scriptures. Yeah. So that no one misunderstood, we misunderstand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I've said, God's view of marriage is that it's supposed to be permanent. Mm-hmm. Till death shall part us. Yeah. Now, Genesis 3 shows us the reality yeah. of the entrance of sin into the world. Yeah. And so, even as uh, we are counseling people, our goal is to reconcile them, to live according to the way that God ordained marriage to be. Yeah. So, a person who says, no, me, I'm tired, or I don't love this person, or I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We say, Buana, if you made a mistake, yeah. okay, fine. But at least it was a well thought through mistake. Yeah. You chose. Yeah. And you say, this is the one I want to marry. Yeah. So go back and yeah. love your wife. Yeah. And no, 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 I know it's abusive, this, but how did you get to that point? Yeah. We need to find out what the problem yeah. that led you to become abusive, yeah. deal with the problem, go back yeah. to your marriage. Yeah. You've abandoned your wife. Why? Mm. You've abandoned your wife for a younger, a younger person mm. or another woman. Mm. But that's the wife you said, I will love you till death shall yeah. Go back and reconcile to, yeah. to, to your wife. So the bottom line is, 
marriage has governing principles and those are given by God. It's not what Hollywood thinks. It's not what Hollywood says. Whatever your, your culture upbringing, it's what God said. And that's why even when we're doing the wedding vows, we say it must not enter upon lightly or unadvisedly, but thoughtfully and considering why God ordained marriage. And once we get to that, it will make you to realize that, yes, I may have these flimsy reasons, but is that what the scripture says? And even when I have grounds to leave my wife or my husband, mm. the point is we appeal to you mm. to reconsider yeah. your decision yeah. based on God's idea of marriage that you yeah. As far as it depends on you, keep the marriage. Keep the intended. marriage. And if it's in an abusive marriage, we tell wives or even husbands who are being abused, report such matters to your church leaders, even to the authorities and police. Yeah. Maybe a few days in the cells yeah. will help the guy yeah, clear we'll his help mind. Him, uh, yeah. Clear up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, be a loving husband. Yeah. Yeah. And the standard is, husband loves your wives as Christ yeah. loves the church. So, for us it's to get to sh take people back to what God says mm. about marriage, mm. rather than okay, and here you, we allow you to divorce. We will still take you back. Mm. And so, it, by the time people are divorcing, I can assure you, the elders, yeah. the church. Yeah. And the family that line would have done everything possible to keep the marriage. To keep intact. the marriage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Powerful stuff, Pastor. Thank you very much. We'll hear something from one of our sponsors, uh, one of our partners, one of our friends, and then we'll come back for our booking book of the week. See you in a bit. Welcome back. This is segment number two of Coffee in the Library, our book of the week. Take it away, Pastor. All right, thank you. Our book of the week is The Ten Commandments by Thomas Watson. Now, most of us tend to think the Ten Commandments are for Sunday school. Mm. And so you feel, ah, there's nothing I need to learn. But Thomas Watson helps us to see that the commandments really are foundational principles for life. Regard whatever uh, stage you are in at life, in life, and so what it does is also similar to what the shorter catechism would do. Is where you look at each commandment, what duties are required in that commandment, and what sins are forbidden. And an example I could pick is when he talks about children honor your father and mother. So he expands on the who who parents are. And he shows the parents at the domestic level, and then you have any authority figure. So at school, at work, uh, in, in, uh, at a community in a nation, those in high authority can also be deemed as parents in that sense, and therefore still required uh, to obey to obey them. And then he shows the duties required from inferiors to superiors is honor. Mm. At work, at school, at home, mm. you honor. 
and then he also deals with the duties required of superiors to inferiors. Yeah. So again, those in authority sh should not cause, should not uh, embitter their their juniors. And it goes to Ephesians four: that parents do not embitter their children. And again, it shows that each one, regardless of whether you are superior or inferior, you have a duty. And then when he now deals with the sins forbidden, he now begins to show us that you dishonoring those who are in authority. As long as, uh, and he says, you, your duty is to honor, but when you disobey them, you are actually sinning against God. And so I find it very, very helpful. Because now when he's talking about uh, 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 the, the, or the example I'm giving about honoring parents, it also shows those who are superiors, or if you are a boss, you have a duty to pay your workers and to pay them well. Just like you who is the inferior, you have a duty to work hard and to give uh, all due respect to your, to your boss. And so I find it very helpful because he opens up the commandments and you see all the applicable in every situation of your life. And even when he talks about bearing, thou shalt not steal, it just struck me so hard <laughs> that we, we need this book in, in Zambia and in Africa. Mm. He talks the example of even when you move beacons on the land. Yeah. 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 You, if someone has surveyed, you decide yeah. you think you're being clever. That's no. with 50 centimeters. Yeah, that's stealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's stealing. Yeah. So I thought, wow. You know, you see, stealing just looks like, you know, if I steal money or something. No. He applies it broadly. Mm. And uh, I, 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 this I would recommend. Yeah. For everyone out there listening, read. It will really change your your view. Just give me a bit of latitude. I said, just one sure. more quick thing. Yeah. Even when he talks about thou shall not kill, mm. it was a very interesting. Why he the, the example that he gives, which just hits me, is when we're designing our houses, or you buy, you bought a plot, and you want to build a house. The example he gives that. Bear in mind that there will be people who will be walking. Yeah. So, when you put your, your wall fence, leave a, a pathway for people to walk so yeah. they don't walk in the streets and yeah. be bashed by a car. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you're saying, so, and was, that's why I said, if each of us did that as Christians, yeah. you say, it's okay, if, if my neighbor doesn't leave yeah. that, me, I'll do it. Yeah. So that people will know that when you pass in front of this house, yeah. I'm so careful that I'm concerned about your life. I don't want you to walk on the streets. I've left where to walk so that you don't get bashed by a car. And I was like, okay. Body, yeah. body Bokam calls that the theology of sidewalks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah sidewalks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a foreign concept yeah, in yeah. us. You want your offense to be as yeah. close as to the highway. Yeah. But you say, no, yeah. if you are very careful, thou shalt not kill yes. applicable in many areas of our life. Your own life. And Thomas works on the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Get the book. Powerful. Read the book. It's it, it will change your view of life yeah. and the commandments themselves. Yeah. yeah. How how easy is it to read? Yeah. Ten being the hard. Yeah. Ten being the easiest. One being the hardest. Yeah. One being the hardest. Or one being the easiest. Yes, ten yeah, being yeah. the hardest. God. It will be a seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Watson. Have you noticed that we give a lot of sevens? There's a, we. 
we rarely come with uh, with easy to read books. They tend to be about seven, six, eight. Yeah, now because this one, you follow his line of thinking. Yeah. But it's the principles. It's like going against your grain, oh, your fibers. Yeah. So like, ah, yeah. you are like, okay, he's saying the truth, yeah. but do I do I want to follow it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Thomas Watson. Well, thank you very much, Pastor. Uh, this has been Coffee in the Library, episode something. Yeah. It has been uh, very good. Hopefully, you got some benefit from our discussion today about divorce and even the book. I believe this book can be found at Evergreen Christian Bookstore here at KBC. So, reach out to them to find out uh, all about that. Pastor Sirali and I are both on Facebook and Twitter. Maybe even Instagram as well. Yeah. So if you've got any questions, comments, stuff that you'd like us to um, address in a future episode, reach out to us. We would appreciate that. And we'll see you next time. Bye.